Welcome to Be Ye Hearers. It's a podcast of St. James's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. So in high school, I had this friend named Brad. Brad ran track and I played soccer. But whenever Brad and I were in our off seasons, we were each other's weightlifting partners. Now Brad was an amazing friend, but he was also a horrible, and I mean horrible, weightlifting partner. I remember one day in particular when Brad and I were bench pressing, and he had just one job, which was to spot me. Now if you've ever lifted weights, you may be familiar with what's known as muscle failure. It's when you're lifting a weight and your muscles just completely give out. So in the case of bench pressing, you have this heavy bar with weights on both sides hovering over your chest. And when you experience muscle failure, you can't move the bar any further. The bar stops moving up and just freezes for a few seconds until eventually it starts moving closer and closer to your chest until it eventually starts crushing you. There's literally nothing the weightlifter can do in their strength to make the bar go back up. Now typically, this would be when a spotter would step in. But this was not when Brad stepped in. Instead, he thought it was funny to stand above me and watch me struggle with this, groofy, with this goofy grin on his face as he said things like, nope, not going to help you. You got this. You see, if we replace Brad's enjoyment from watching me suffer with just a little bit of sincerity, this quickly becomes the weightlifting equivalent to the popular phrase, you'll never be given more than you can handle. You'll never be given more than you can handle. I wonder if anyone has ever tried to comfort you with these words. I wonder if it was during a time when life's burdens were so heavy that you did, in fact, feel as if you'd been given more than you could handle. I wonder if these words intended for comfort brought you any comfort at all. I suspect they did, at least to some extent. The primary, maybe they gave you a sense of control over the situation. Because if God doesn't give us more than we can handle, then obviously you can handle whatever burden you're holding on to. Maybe you actually can get through it on your own. The only problem is that so often when we hear these words, we've already lost all semblance of control. Like waiting for Brad to do his job as the spotter, we're already being crushed under the weight of the burden, and there's nothing that we can do in our own strength to lift it. 
But while these words may have comforted you to some extent, most of the time, the primary person they comfort isn't actually the one that needs to be comforted. Instead, I think they comfort the comforter more than the comfortee. Because if I say to you, you will never be given more than you can handle, I've just completely absolved myself of any responsibility of entering into your pain with you. If you truly can carry this burden on your own, you don't need me. If Brad truly believed that I could lift the weight on my own, then there really was no need for him to help me. And believe me, I know how tempting this can be. To want to avoid another's pain because pain is inherently uncomfortable. You will never be given more than you can handle. Moses, of all people, knew this statement couldn't be further from the truth. Because in today's Old Testament lesson, he had clearly been given more than he could handle. The story picks up as the Israelites are continuing their journey through the wilderness when some among them, a small faction, started complaining that they didn't have meat to eat. Now keep in mind that this comes after the initial complaint for food when God miraculously gave them manna. This also comes after their complaint for water when God miraculously gave them water. And maybe worst of all, this comes after the worshiping of the golden calf. So poor Moses must have whiplash at this point. Just exhausted from leading these people. Exhausted from doing the very thing that God had called him to do. Exhausted from getting his hopes up that maybe, just maybe, this time Israel would learn from their mistakes. Exhausted from getting let down. So Moses cries out to God. Why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? He continues on a while, crying out to God, but I imagine that by the end of his speech, his face would have been glistening just a little glistening from the few tears that had managed to make their way down his cheek, tears of exhaustion, tears of exasperation. And so in one last cry for help, Moses says, I am not able to carry this people alone. They are too heavy for me. If this is the way you're going to treat me, put me to death at once. If I have found any favor at all in your sight, then do not let me see my misery. This cry of exhaustion sounds familiar. It even feels familiar, doesn't it? It's the feeling of being given more 
than you can handle. The feeling of when that barbell freezes and in spite of everything in you, you can't get it to move and the weight moves closer and closer to your chest and starts crushing you. Maybe you felt this during the pandemic. Maybe you're feeling it today. Maybe it's the exhaustion of hoping that life would finally return to normal, hoping that we'd have a normal school year, hoping that people would finally be comfortable enough to go back into the world and back to church, hoping most of all that loved ones would stop getting sick. only to have those hopes let down one by one by one. For me, at least, it can feel like more than I can handle. But God responds to Moses' cry. And God tells him to gather together 70 of the elders of Israel The lectionary leaves this verse out, but God continues and says, I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people along with you, so that you will not bear it all by yourself. God responds by giving Moses help. God responds by gifting Moses Moses others to share in his burden. This is grace. Can you imagine the relief Moses must have felt in that moment? Eventually, my friend Brad did help lift the weight from on top of me. He wasn't that awful. And it's amazing how light the weight becomes when someone else just offers a fraction of their own strength. What had been crushing me only moments before with his help quickly flew up with ease and then rested on the rack once again. I wonder if this is how Moses felt The truth is that like Moses, you will be or maybe already have been given more than you can handle. Whether we can attribute that to God or the brokenness of the world is a sermon for another day, but the fact remains that you will be given more than you can handle. Which is why in our baptisms, God gives us each other. Just as Moses gifted, just as God gifted Moses the 70 elders, God gifts us each other. As Christians, we call this the church. Because the church isn't just a place where we come on Sundays, but it's a community that sustains us on this lifelong journey of following Jesus. And as we learned just two weeks ago, this journey entails hard things like denying ourselves and picking up our crosses. And so it's the kind of journey that without this kind of community would simply be impossible. 
But to be this kind of community is difficult, radical even. It's truly countercultural in an age when we're encouraged to hide all of our weaknesses, to only show our best selves on social media, and to value independence over interdependence. Because if God gifts us one another, this requires that we both accept that gift and allow ourselves to be given. It requires openness to both being vulnerable and receiving another's vulnerability. It requires that each of us not shy away from, but actively enter into each other's pain. It's uncomfortable. It's a way of living that's only possible by the Holy Spirit. Life is still really hard right now. Life is still really heavy. Let's just go ahead and name that. But you don't have to carry that heaviness alone. Look around you right now. Seriously, look, look around you. Look at the people around you in this church. These are the ones whom God has gifted you. Receive them. These are the ones to whom you have been gifted. Allow yourself to be given. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Ye Hearers. For our full worship service, go to doers.org slash live. To learn more about St. James's, go to doers.org. We hope you've been touched by the Holy Spirit today. We look forward to being your companion on your spiritual journey.